loading artist audio insight Otcast verb interview with artists working today Otcast noun insights into the work and process hello and welcome to Otcast I'm your host Philip J. Mellon loading artist audio insight So let me just welcome you to Outcasting, Inga. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Sure. So my first question is, when creating a work, do you use any sketches or preliminary work in the process? Uh, no, not strictly. I um, don't um, I don't think of painting, uh, or I don't think of drawings necessarily as um, something that goes straight into my paintings. That makes sense. Um, I guess they become um, that they're they're two different things, but they do gel together. So they're kind of like a bit of a conversation. I do a lot of work on paper, and I do a lot of work in my sketchbooks, and I use paint um, on board for painting. But I tend to jump between the two a lot, and um, I definitely see the two feeding on each other or off each other or whatever, but I don't necessarily paint straight from my drawings because um, I just can't, I just can't do it. I find it really difficult to, um, to, to sort of have that discipline. Yeah. But they definitely feed my paintings. Definitely. There's definitely a connection there for sure. But Yeah. So, yeah, they're not necessarily a stepping stone, but they're works in and of themselves? Yeah, they, they're they both. They can be a stepping stone, um, but they definitely are works in and of themselves. They're, they're, they're two different creatures, but um, I'm not sure which ones I value the most. I think um, I find my drawings uh, a lot fresher and looser and more playful than my paintings, but I, I, I see my paintings as kind of like... Um, um, the older, wiser adult of the of the two, and the, oh, yeah. the drawings on 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 paper and my sketchbooks are like the wild kids. I I, I did a little um thing for I don't know if you know the website called Buddy of Work. Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was reading what I wrote there, and I said something along the lines of my works on paper are like the drunk idiots at the party, and um, <laughs> my paintings are like the. The sober, um, you know, sensible adults, <laughs> if that makes oh, wow. grown-ups or something. But, you know, obviously that's not really the case. But I guess, yeah, I, I, do, I do think of my work as kind of people in a funny kind of way, if that makes sense. You think of them as people? Um, as characters or as... Yeah. <laughs> um, as entities, yeah, of places or, or entities or kind of like a, a, um, a little embodiment of a, of a psychological um, state or something. It's, yeah, it's a weird, I don't know if it's anything different, but I, I, I have heard other artists talk about work like that, so, yeah. So when you, when you say drawing, uh, is it traditional drawing materials or just paint as well? Or? 
Um, I used um, ink, I used paint, I used uh, texture, I used pencils. So I use anything that I that I feel like using. I mean, obviously the materials really change the feeling of what I use um, or, or of what I make. Um, yeah, it just depends on my mood, I suppose. I can I use a lot of different types of materials. Yeah, and I, I guess I think um, pa- paper just makes things feel different. Um, I enjoy using paper a lot. Pa- paper, yeah, yeah. Paper would probably be my favourite um, support for. Oh, great. Yeah, for paint. Yeah. Now I imagine this uh, may not be relevant, but do you use any technology in your work, like photos of the computer? Uh, I don't. No, but. Um, I, I do look at it a lot. I, I really like it. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like um, computer art in a funny kind of way. I guess it's from my eighties or the childhood sort of thing. But my eighty, you know, I grew up in the eighties, and um, I love all that computer pixelated art and and things like that. My son's really into old style computer games, and I, do, I really love looking at it. I think it's, um, I think it's quite a beautiful medium, but. You know, I'm also aware of the new apps that, you know, the drawing apps that are on iPads and things like that. And I've seen some really amazing things being done with those. Um, for example, have you seen Amy Silman's work? She does a lot of, um, uh, well, she's, she's done a few things using the iPad app. I don't know what, it, what kind of app it was, but oh, okay. really beautiful drawings. Um, and she did a little, a little animation with them as well. And, I was really blown away by them. I thought they were incredible. Um, I think there's so much potential for them, but no, for me, no, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. use the actual um, material that I need to get my hands dirty, I suppose. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of lost in the digital world. Yeah, it does, but I, I, I do appreciate it. I really I, I admire people that, that um, use technology and and also not so much as create the work on the computer but use the computer to then create something by hand i i, I admire that too it's there's, there's a discipline to that and I, I really like um seeing people do that well yeah yeah my next question is how do you get yourself out of creative block um well, i think sitting in the studio is really important um you know, if I sometimes if I don't have a lot of time, um, you know, if I'm working, you know, my day job or whatever, I'd, I I try to find some time to just sit in the studio and and think and look. That helps a lot um, because it keeps me connected. I I do a lot of you know I like to take notes in my my sketchbooks and try to do stuff on the train and things like that to keep myself kind of open to the creative process, but. Yeah, they're hard things, creative blocks. They can be really demoralising. Yeah. Uh, I find um, one of the best things that I can do when I'm just really stuck, like, for example, I'm working on a commission at the moment and, you know, it's a process. You know, I jump from painting to painting and I start finding myself getting really bogged down and I find that um, the best thing for me to do is to just to kind of destroy, you know, like just paint if something's getting really difficult and I just can't move forward with it, I I just sort of um, paint over it now. I find that really liberating and that really, really helps. Oh, yeah. 
you find something new then, and it's um, yeah, it's a it's it's an amazing thing to do to your work is to destroy it. <laughs> to destroy it. Yeah, you find something fresh. Or when I'm when I say destroy, I don't mean set fire to it or anything. I mean, uh, you know, cover it. You know, just you know, put a whole new layer of paint on, or or scrape stuff back, or or sand it back, or or, or whatever. And I just find that action really kind of clears the mud. Um, I, f- I find that I'm always trying to save some little bit in in a painting, like you know, some little corner of a painting. I really like, you know, the colour that's happening there. And I'm desperately trying to save it. And then, I don't know, sometimes I can get so bogged down with that and it does block me. And um, I find that if I just sort of go, I'll stuff it and I paint over it, it it helps. Yeah, it's good. I find something new then and and then I continue. It's really refreshing. Yeah, liberating a little bit, huh? Very, very liberating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I imagine trying to preserve the underpainting is probably pretty difficult. Yeah, but you know, there's sometimes you just got to let go of that, and um, that's part of um, the process, and that's part of um, it, my painting. So my paintings aren't just one fresh layer. There's so much going on underneath them, and um, I hope you know that if people see that, that they like that, and that and they wonder about that, and they they think about what's going on under under there. So for me, sometimes what's going on underneath all those layers is just as important. Yeah, as what's going on on the surface. It, it, it builds, it's like a, once again, there's your character. It's like building a character up. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, let me, let me ask you this. When did you fall in love with art? I feel like you became an artist. Oh, look, I'm going to be really annoying and I'm going to say that I've always wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I've always painted, um, I've always drawn, I've, you know, I was that kid that, like lay on my stomach in the sun and just drew probably with my tongue yeah. out the side of my mouth. You know, that kind of kid. I drew all the time. Um, I was surrounded by really lovely art too when I was a kid. My, I remember my mum had a beautiful poster, a Picasso poster on the wall that I used to stare at. Um, I loved it. We used to, you know, she had art books and I used to pour through those, all the old masters. and Yeah, she had an amazing collection of um, albums. I'd always stare at the album covers. I used to, yeah. yeah, I was just constantly immersed in some kind of something art, arty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when I was about 25, I um, I became aware, or someone told me, I can't remember how I learnt it, but, but there was sort of this kind of important artist um, in my history. Like in Australia, he... Um, his name's Roy Demesta, and he was apparently a pioneer of kind of pure abstraction in Australia. And, um, yeah, that really blew me away. And I, it was funny because I made a connection then. I sort of thought, well, wow, this is amazing. So I'm an artist. There was this great, he was a great, great uncle. He, and he was an artist and he, he was quite important. And maybe there's a connection there and maybe that's why I like art and, and also why I really love colour because he was a colourist and um, yeah I think I, can't, I don't I don't know I don't know what I don't know what uh, genes play you know genetics play in an right, art yeah. world but yeah I don't know whether I was just 
you know, if it was environmental or whether it was something that I was born with. But yeah, and no, I have, yeah, I've always wanted to be an artist. Now, could you bring up that name again, just so I get it right? Yeah, his name was Roy Demester. Okay. It's a French name, D D E, and then it's M E I S T R E. Um, yeah, he was, yeah, in, interesting guy. He made pretty awful paintings. On, they're not awful, but I mean, I didn't, I don't really connect with them. But um, reading his history, he was an amazing person. He he really, yeah, was quite incredible. Very interesting. Excuse me. Um, let me ask you this: how, how do you feel the computer or the internet helps or hurts an artist? Um, is that the question? Was that one again? Sorry, I didn't hear you very. That's okay. How do you feel the computer or the internet helps or hurts an artist? Um, I definitely think that the internet helps. I, 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 yeah. I, I think that if you're an artist, you should be using the internet. I think that you'd be crazy to ignore it. I think it needs to be used sensibly, though. I mean, obviously, you can't um, you can't be an idiot on the internet. <laughs> be careful about what you say and what you do, and you have to be mindful of um, where you put your work, you know, all those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I... I, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. It's amazing how much information you can glean just by surfing the net. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that for me personally that's a problem is that sometimes I feel I can be overexposed to things and yeah. I get too bogged down and I find that my work really suffers. If I look at too much art from other people, I find that I, I lose my own sense of um, my own sense of self in my art. Um, yeah, I find that that can sometimes be challenging, but that's easy. You just switch off then and take a break. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you say feeds your work more, your other work or looking at other art? Well, definitely not my other work because I'm a teacher and that definitely doesn't feed my art. Um, what, what do you mean, my other work? Do you mean as in... Like your other paintings art? or... Oh, yes. Definitely. Um, I definitely reference my own work and look at it a lot. Um, not always with glee. <laughs> Sometimes I just look <laughs> just hate it, but, you know, that's probably pretty normal. Um, yeah. Looking at other people's work, most definitely. Probably the most, most important thing an artist can do is to be immersed in looking at other people's art because, you know, we're connected, um, right. I think. Yeah, we have – there's nothing original, you know. They're, we all sort of feed off each other and I think that's one thing that the internet does really well. But, you know, as I said, sometimes you can get too bogged down in that so you have to know when to pull away. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that. And also I, I find um, – uh, just looking at other people's pictures of other people's studios is really great. Oh, yeah. You know, just being inspired by other people's spaces, that's really lovely to do. I really like looking at that. And I love going to art stores, um, you know, picking a colour and 
that is really that that really feeds me um, buying buddies, <laughs> getting excited about you know some some sort of um, you know cue that I've just bought of blue or something like that. I get very excited. That feeds me a lot. Yeah. How important is formal art training to an artist? Oh, gee, I think I think it's very important. Um, I don't I don't believe that people. I mean, I I know that people cannot can can make art and, and don't necessarily aren't formally trained. Of course, that's obviously very very um, possible. But for me, and I'm talking personally, it. I guess art school kind of gave me my voice. It sort of showed me what it was I um, wanted to do. It sort of, I guess it, it gave me my eye. It taught me how to see things. And, um, yeah, I don't think I would have discovered it, um, sort of the abstract side of myself if it weren't for art school. So I really, really, um, I really liked it. And I... Um, I'd recommend it to anybody, and it's also great for the connections that you make too. Yeah, and I have some great artist connections that I made that I still, um, you know, I still have in my life. So that's that's really fantastic, you know, to just to be able to bring someone and talk to people about artistry. Very important. It's not something that you can have all in your everyday life necessarily. Right, the sense of community and that. Yeah, that sense of community, definitely. And, um, you know, I guess in the past that was probably the only sense of community people were able to have. And now, of course, we have the internet and we have Facebook and um, yeah. it can also take its place as well, That for the con- just purely for those connections. But um, I think art school, just from the training point of view, I think it, for me it was very important, definitely. Right. Who are some of your favorite artists? Oh God, that's such a hard. You know how hard that question is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Because um, it changes all the time, it seems. Yes, it is. Yeah, it really does. But I always have my solid favorite. So, you know, I love Matisse. I love Matisse for his color and his form. I love Paul Clay for his ability to play. Um, with the, with the line and just his weird kind of colour combinations and crazy looking, sometimes quite ugly art. I love Paul Clay. Um, I love Bonnard for the way he observed, the way he observed the world and then transformed it to be his own. I love the way he did that. Um, he didn't seem to be so concerned about you know, exactitudes in his art. I, I, I thought he was just fantastic. Um, I love Milton Avery. Milton Avery's been a real... Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I love his sim- simplicity. Oh, he later paintings and the colours that he uses and his colour schemes and, uh, yeah, beautiful. Um, another huge favourite is Mirandi. I love... I, yeah, I talk about characters and things in my work and I'm not comparing myself to Mirandi. Obviously I don't use colour the way he does or anything, but I love his I love his I love his still lives and I love the way they sat like little characters on a stage and I, I always yeah, find something when I look at a Mirandi work, I find them just so so um sweet. Well oh, sweet isn't the right word. 
<laughs> so intriguing. Um, contemporary artists, well, I've mentioned Amy Selman. Her work is amazing. So so vivid and alive and just uh, dynamic. And another one is Thomas Muskowski. I think his work is incredible. I love what he says and I love how generous he is as an artist. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, to, to others. And um, I love what he says about, uh, about you know, how you can make anything into a painting, a moment or a, a thought or an emotion or anything like that. I think he's, um, he's got a, a great mind and he makes yeah. paintings. Oh, look, so, but look, so many. I can just reel off for many hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very difficult. I'm sorry, you broke up a little yeah. bit. Oh, it's just difficult to um, to define or to to select just some artists, but I suppose I just have. But yeah, I probably have missed a ma- many, many, many that I really love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have an artist quote you would like to share, or, or possibly more than one? Yeah, I've got. I've got. Um, Probably my favourite is probably Paul Clay's quote, which is uh, that he says that art doesn't reproduce what we see, but it makes us see. I think, um, well, that just says it all to me. Um, Matisse's, you know, art should look like a, a painting, should look like a com- comfortable armchair, I find is really, really <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I love that one. That's very cheeky. And um, then there's Philip Guston's quote about I don't know exactly how it goes but it's something like he knows he's painting really well when when the critic leaves the room and then all his you know family leaves the room and then eventually he leaves the room I love it. it's so true it's you know you've emptied your mind and you know that's the best state of being to be in I think when you're painting when nobody's in your head and you just you just um, are like a vessel for something else. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but yeah, I like that. No, no, not to interfere too much. Is that what you mean? Just getting out of your way. I love. Yeah. That. To me, that just makes so much sense, and it's a, it's very good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one of my favorite questions, although it might be difficult. <laughs> Can you use three to five words to describe your work? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, look, you know, they're all the obvious ones, like, oh, it's so colourful and playful and, yeah, but, um, well, I know it sounds really obvious, but I think my work is visual. Um, and I mean that because I don't mean, because my work's not conceptual, or it's not a narrative, or I'm not trying to sort of, I'm not embodying an idea or anything, so it's visual. I want it to just be visual. Does that make sense? It's yeah, it's 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 the image, right? Yeah, but it's just the experience of the visual. So um, yeah, I it it's just a really honest and direct kind of thing. I don't want it to be anything else. I don't want it to embody a con a concept or um, anything. Just a direct and honest visual experience. So visual. Right. There you go. Um, <laughs> I like I like the word direct for you. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. So my work is very yeah very direct. There's nothing kind of 
necessarily planned about it. it it's very it's intuitive, I suppose. Yeah. Right, yeah. I like it to be active, so there's well, intuitive is a word, I suppose, active. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about poetry earlier, and um, I hope or I would want from one day for someone to describe my work as poetic because I just, I'm absolutely in love with poetry um, in the sense that for me, words in poetry, because I'm not a poet, I cannot write. Um, and um, I don't even always understand what poetry is trying to say, but yeah, I just way yeah. words go together, or you know that dissonance of words, where the words don't actually go together, and they just sound so amazing in a sentence together, and they sit there. For me, painting is the same thing. You know, two colours that sit together that shouldn't be together, but they work yeah. in some way. For me, that's yeah, that's uh, it's, a it's not predictable, right? Visual. Yeah, yes, unpredictability and um, like a visual po- uh, uh, visual poetry, I suppose. I love that idea of kind of juxtaposing things or playing something off off of each other, something like you would do in a poem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just looking at my my cat's approaching. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loudmouth this morning. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what's your cat? You mind if I? I'm sorry. What's your cat's name? Willow. Oh, hello, Willow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dog is yeah. His name is Rodney. Rodney, yeah, yeah. He's he's behaving. <laughs> he's behaving. He's bored. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Do you mind if I add some words to? Uh, sure. To the question. Yeah. Okay. Um. Immediate? Uh-huh. Yes, definitely. Direct, as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Decisive. Uh-huh. And well-calculated, though fresh. Ah, yes. Thank you. Yeah, fresh. I like that. But I, yeah. I know what you mean by well-calculated because, yeah, definitely, although I'm intuitive, I definitely agonize over, you know, I'll scrape something back if it doesn't look good immediately. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um it's not planned, but I definitely right. want an effect. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I, I find that like your work, everything seems to be so placed in the in the right in the right order. And though it's not mathematical or by any means like laborious, it just seems very natural. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So Inga, let me thank you for being a part of our cast. It's been really nice talking to you, Phil. Yes, yeah, same here. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we'll chat on Facebook. And thank you yes, for having me and, and asking me. I really, I'm, I'm really flattered and thrilled that you asked me. Oh, no problem. It was, it was my pleasure. Okay. All right. Well, have have a good night. Or... You, yep, and you have a good morning. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. This has been Oddcast. Thank you from me, your host, Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going.